If you're struggling personally or professionally, it's not because you're doing something wrong. If the country's problems seem insurmountable, they're not. This stuff is hard. If it was easy, you would have figured it out by now. Fact is, people are way more complicated than you think, and so, naturally, their problems are too. One of my favorite expressions is, you don't know what you don't know. Like a new pair of glasses, this podcast will give you life-altering insights into seemingly hopeless problems. I'm your host, Elaine Belson, and with nearly 30 years of clinical experience, including the Army, I know what works. And I know how to transform profound ideas into messages that are easy to understand, remember, and apply to your own life. Because I do it every day. As a social worker and self-described political junkie, I'll also explain the real reasons behind social division and how to fix it. We don't have a crystal ball to see into the future, but we can have a toolbox full of coping skills to carry us through life's journey. This is where you get your sense of control and mastery over your life. That's what this podcast is for, to fill up your toolbox. Let's get started. Welcome to the first episode of It's More Complicated Than You Think. I am your host, licensed clinical social worker, Elaine Belson. Today's theme is this isn't about me versus you. This is about you versus you. So um, as COVID, we're going to be talking today about returning to work. Um, As COVID cases go down and become easier to treat, Employees are starting to order workers back to the office, and they're getting a lot of resistance. A full 86% of employees went to work, want to work from home at least two days a week, according to one poll. And then there's several other polls that say that 65% want to work from home full time. And this might appear as a conflict between employers and workers, but it's not. And I'm going to explain how this is really an internal conflict between you versus you um, and how internal conflicts cause social problems um, and then how to resolve them. So, and when I'm done with that, I'm going to create the earth. And uh, it sounds like a lot to accomplish. So I think I can create the earth afterwards, right? Okay. Really, we can do it. Um, Now, today, I am joined by a very special guest, my producer. Um, And the reason why uh, is because he was really interested in this topic. And I thought it was interesting. So, Um, so this is Michael Fritzius, and he, has a podcast production company called Podcastify Me, which every time I think about that, it, it just reminds me of, so have you been podcastified yet? No, what was it like? <laughs> Is it, I, I've been podcastified. Um, so anyway, Fritz, 
uh, tell us a little bit about your company and what got you interested in this topic about returning to work. Sure thing. Well, uh, well, first, thanks for having me on. It's actually an honor to be the first guest of a show, which looks like it's going to be pretty freaking amazing because I've seen the list of things that you like to talk about. And it's like, oh, my goodness, like mm-hmm. some huge stuff. Right. So thank you. It's very that, that, it. that's true. This is the flagship episode. Someday this episode is going to be archived in the Smithsonian. Yes. No maybe pressure. It'll be, no pressure. Maybe it'll be turned into an NFT. That'd be even better, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's a separate topic. But yeah. So um, yeah, the company Podcastify Me briefly is, you know, we work with people who are generally paid for their advice. They have big plans. They want to touch a lot of people's lives. And we wrap podcasts around them. And we take care of everything from finding guests to producing and promoting episodes. And it's like, there's a lot to podcasting. I've been doing it since July, 2019, and it is a huge lift. Let me tell you. So it's like, yeah. man, I got to hurry up and make a company so I can delegate this stuff to people. Cause <laughs> you know, that's what you do, right. As a business owner. Absolutely. And um, the reason why I got interested in this topic, I was thinking about this a little bit ago. is like, there's, I, I've been on both sides of the coin. Actually, it's probably not even both sides of the coin. I've been on all sides of the 20 sided die that, you know, makes up work, right? Um, started my career off as an employee. I worked at a, at a two-person startup. It was me and the boss and a dog. I worked there. I was an hourly worker there. Next job was a W-2 employee in a corporate environment in the finance sector. And the more companies I worked at, the bigger companies, the different ways that work was done. I would work as a contractor. I would work as a consultant. I would work as a, a business owner, a multipreneur. And every role that I came in at whatever stage I was at in my career, it's like, you get this different perspective. You can see it at 30,000 feet. And it's like, there's some real sociodynamic things at work, at work, no pun intended. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's just, it's interesting. And I think when you're in it, like when you're in the weeds and you're like, oh my goodness, how am I going to hit these deadlines? Versus when you're above and you're like helping to engineer and help other people be the heroes and give them the spotlight. It's like, you get a different vantage point and it's like once COVID happened I started noticing like yeah there's a lot of people that could work from home and now they're being pulled back in it's like, well why and then right. you and I talked about it and it's like and, it's yeah good. and I you know I, I was doing some reading up on this and the data is pretty strong you know that actually productivity is better from home mm-hmm. um, you know even you might think that what's the word cohesiveness for lack of a better term right now um, among, you know, employees like teams mm-hmm. works better. Um, but, but that's a whole nother issue. And there are probably plenty of podcasts that are talking about it from that angle. Right? Yeah. Oh, um, there's, there's a ton. Yeah. And I would say too, and it's like the fact that we can even measure stuff like that is amazing. Like if this had happened, yeah. if COVID, if it was COVID 09, instead of COVID 19, right? Like, you yep. likely would not be in this situation. Yep. People yep. Are like, oh my goodness, perfect storm. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, we were saying about um the way um what was it uh, the way that we work at work? What mm-hmm. was the, uh, the expression you used with some sort of a social the way so, social behavior, right? Yeah, and and this is really the um premise behind my podcast, right? Which is that 
it doesn't matter what setting you're talking about, what the issue is, right? Who the players are, because there is one central commonality, which is human beings, right? And that's one of the things that after doing this for 30 years, right? You know, you see bigger picture, you know, you see patterns. And so there's, I, I like to say, we have good reasons for making bad decisions. So there's not that much of a difference in what motivates us, right? A lot of it has to do with how we cope with it. And so it doesn't matter which, you know, setting you're talking about, people are people, human behavior is human behavior, right? Mm, right. right. Yeah. So anyway, um, so, you know, in terms of this issue, you know, I was starting to think about it and, you know, not to get too like socialism-y, right? But when you start- <laughs> I don't know, you can get socialism if you want to. Socialist podcast. No, I'm not going to go. But, 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 you know, looking, let's look at all the stakeholders involved, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. There's not just employees and employers and management. Okay. And some admin support staff. There's real estate owners, right? People who own those properties that aren't being used. Mm -hmm. There's local businesses that cater to those offices. There's suppliers, people who supply, you know, office, you know, necessities and vendors who have vending machines. There's um, maintenance workers who clean the offices. There's car sales and repair people. If people aren't using their cars. They don't need to buy new ones. They don't need to get them fixed. Mm -hmm. um, they're public transit workers for those that use that. Um, there's road workers who who repair roads that are being used over and over again. And I'm sure there's others that on here that I haven't come up with, right? right. I feel like I'm at the Oscars. It's like, did I remember everybody? Please don't hold it against me if I didn't. <laughs> but, you know, you, you start thinking of it that way. And, you know, one approach would be to say, if we look at it in sort of that sort of, would that be totalitarian, you know, style? How do mm -hmm. we... How do we, you know, not just think about ourselves, right? That that is one approach, right? Right, right. But but this is this is going to be new for people. But if you, if everybody would take the time to clue into what they are thinking and feeling, right? Mm -hmm. and they would problem solve, right? What's in my control, right? Right. We could solve a lot of social problems. Yes. Because again, what we're it's the trickle-down effect. What you do affects somebody else, right? right? And so, but what happens is as a society, we approach everything externally, we look at the problem, we look at the solution first and not the problem. Mm -hmm. The problem is not going back to work versus working from home. The problem is I want to have it all. I want to be able to earn a living and I want to have a family 
and I want to, you know, have more time for myself, right? Um, I think I have on here, I put down some of the pros, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but you, you know, you get it. Um, I want to also my health, you know, for those who are concerned about COVID, right? And so what people don't appreciate about feelings is that if we tune into our feelings, they will tell us what we need. Right. Right. And if we listen to all that we need, not just some, but all, we will achieve balance. Right. And Mm -hmm. this is a whole kind of topic in and of itself, but I, I explain it because it, it's what I mean by you versus you. That's yeah. what I'm getting at. This goes back to you versus you. But so the point is that by helping yourself, if you function in a healthy way, right, that you, then everybody else is going to benefit from that. Just like when we act in destructive ways, that affects everybody else. Right. Does that make sense? It does. And you know, one of the things that really what you said just now hits home is the difference between what we would consider good emotions and bad emotions, right? So, you know, earlier you said, hey, we're fixated on like this external problem. Like there's an out there thing that, oh my goodness, I need to fix, right? But then when we look internally, it's like, well, the the situations and the events and the people that make us feel icky that make us feel angry, that make us feel jealous. It's like, well, uh, uh, push that away, get that crap. And it's like, well, like what is causing that? And I'm pretty new to this. Like I'm pretty Absolutely. new to this, right? Where I've, I've looked at myself and I said, okay, what emotion am I feeling right now? Oh, it's fear. Oh man. Now a year ago, Fritz would have been like, react quick, ah, you know, but now it's like, all right, there's something causing that. Let's hold it for a little bit. Let's not be afraid of that emotion. Let's figure out what is causing it in the first place. And right. once you've sat there and kind of steeped in it and kind of like just get acclimated and then your body calms down and then it's like, okay, now I can think calmly about this. I see that I'm having trouble dealing with X or I'm seeing that exactly. maybe. Exactly. Yeah. Maybe there is an In other words, problem, we have feelings for a reason. Yes. We have learned in our culture to treat feelings as a weakness, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And especially men. I have a whole different perspective on this people, right? I am very much a pragmatist. You know, I don't do something unless it works, right? I'm a problem solver and I don't waste my time on things that don't work. And the thing is that Feelings are pragmatic. Okay. And let me think like what I mean by that. If I touch a hot stove, what's going to happen? You're going to feel it's it. going to hurt. Right. <laughs> and there's a reason for that. Right. Our bodies are set up so that we will, if we are hurt, we will take our hand away. Right. 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 If we didn't experience the pain, I would leave my hand there. Right. And I would burn my hand right? Mm -hmm. Well, we have feelings, including uncomfortable feelings, right? For the Mm -hmm. same reason, right? So it's almost like their senses, each feeling is a sense. They are a survival mechanism. Let me repeat that. 
they are a survival mechanism. Just like when you feel physical pain and you know, where's this coming from? You know, okay, something's wrong with my back. I'm going to go to the doctor and I'm going to get help with that. Mm-hmm. We have emotional discomfort for the same reason. It's a survival mechanism, right? Um, <clears throat> and so the irony is that people who don't get in touch with their feelings, what they're doing is they are reacting to their emotions, mm-hmm. right? I would rather, like you said, you just described it perfectly. I would rather be aware of the emotion, say, what am I feeling now? Okay, I'm feeling fear. Where is that coming from? What do I want to do about that? What's in my control? That is what I teach my patients to be deliberate, right? Because mm-hmm. if, you're, if, you're, if you identify the feeling and then you ask yourself, how do I want to handle this? right? And you act deliberately, you are in control of your emotions, rather than if you're reactive, your emotions are controlling you. And, and that's what I see most of right out there is people reacting to their emotions, oftentimes emotions that they're not even conscious of, right? Um, Mm. So, so getting back to you know, to this, um, <clears throat> if we use, if we think of feelings that way, right? Oh, there's another thing I want to say about feeling, about uncomfortable feelings, right? Yeah, yeah. They are not the enemy. We treat them like they're the enemy. Yes. We analyze them. We try to talk ourselves out of them. We try to talk other people out of them, <clears throat> right? Mm-hmm. And you described it perfectly. Instead of talking yourself out of them, instead of trying to bottle them up or analyze them, you want to do the opposite. You want to lean into them. I'm feeling anxious. What's this about? Where is this coming from? Right? Mm-hmm. Now, <clears throat> how we cope with those feelings is a large part of how much those feelings disrupt our lives. Right. But, but there's no such thing as a wrong or bad feeling. It's how we cope with it. That's the problem. Yes. Um, so, so getting back to um, this, this uh, dilemma, if we, if we think about feelings, right? Um, so people get fixated on specific solutions, right? Do I, do I work at the office or do I work at home, right? Which should I do? And I hear this all the time right? Instead of what are my needs and what are my wants? And, and then what will accomplish those wants and needs? What will give me those wants, meet those wants and needs? Does that make sense? It right? does. It does. But what happens is if we look at it from, from a solution-oriented perspective first, we limit ourselves. And oftentimes we're not even addressing the underlying needs, <clears throat> Right. right. Yeah. Um, plus you can't solve a problem if you don't understand it, right? If you didn't stop and ask yourself, what am I anxious about? You know, then how are you going to know what to do next? Right. So I'll give you, um, a personal example. Um, this was before COVID. So I was getting dressed to go to work and, 
um, I noticed that once I sat down to blow dry my hair, all of a sudden I got really tired and my arm got really heavy. And this happened three days in a row, right? I wake up with energy and then all of a sudden, so I, I finally said, all right, what's going on here? Let me practice mindfulness. So I stopped and I asked myself, what am I feeling? And the answer was, I'm feeling overwhelmed. What am I feeling overwhelmed about? I'm stretching myself too thin. I've got too many commitments. What's in my control? I've got to cut back on some of my patients. I've got to, you know, let go of some of the things that I'm participating in or doing, right? Right, right. And after that, I didn't have a problem with uh, my arm getting heavy and blow drying my hair. <clears throat> so why did that work? First of all, what happens is, is we're so busy going through life, right? That we put these things on the back burner. And so as soon as I stopped, right? And there was that quiet moment, right? That's why it surfaced. I'll bet everybody out there can relate to this. The times when people feel the most anxious or ruminate the most is when they're in the shower, driving or trying to go to sleep. Why? Because you're stopping what you're doing. You're not as distracted, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so, so that's the first thing is, uh, to explain that. And then the second reason why it worked is because if I hadn't stopped to do that, you know, oh, I'm, I'm tired. I don't know what this is about. You know, I, you know, maybe I just need to get more sleep or maybe I just, you know, need to um, push myself, you know, harder. Maybe I, you know, maybe I'm, I'm just being lazy. I'm not trying, you know, whatever. Right. So mm -hmm. you can't fix a problem if you don't know what it is and where it's coming from. Right. Well, it's almost like if you're trying to set out and fix that problem, you know, what, what we've talked about today so far is a lot of people, and I'll put myself in this category too, because I'm figuring out how to not do this, but we're deliberately ignoring a set of really powerful tools. They're in us, you know, we're like, yes. oh, the problem's out there. We got to fix that. We got to adjust the world, right? And it's like, no, that's, that's a thing that might fix the problem, but you've got all kinds of other stuff inside you. Yes. Treasure was inside you all along. Thank you. Tomorrow, Thank uh, yeah. you. Well, yes, exactly. And, and you know what's funny too is like, I, I, we're both entrepreneurs, right? So that 3 a.m. time, I don't know why, but 3 a.m. is always the time if I'm going to wake up and be like, oh my goodness, like that's when it's going to happen, right? And it doesn't matter what time zone you're in. It's going to be 3 a.m. my time, but it's 4 a.m., you know, it's 2 a.m. your time, right? It's, it's like, what, why? You know, but when we're sleeping, when we're trying to get to sleep, when we're in the shower, when we're by ourselves, when our minds are not, as you said, being distracted by things, then that's when you start noticing the stuff. And exactly. And so, yeah. So like me, noticing is the operative word. It was there all along. It was, right? Yeah. It's just, you want, it's not your it, enemy. Good stuff. Yeah. Right. You've got to, yeah. it's trying to tell you something. Yeah. Um, you know, what you said about um, how we have the ability with ourselves, that is, 
something that I'm always emphasizing in my work with people. I truly believe most people, right, have the capacity to solve and manage their own problems. They just don't know how to use the tools that they have, right? right? But it involves insight, right? Mm-hmm. And then it involves problem solving. And so we have the ability within ourselves, um, if we would just pay attention to our feelings, right? And mm-hmm. then learn good coping skills for managing those feelings. Yes. Right? I think too, we so, have to like define what those tools are, right? Because it's like, oh, if, we, if we're using well, the term tools, right? It's like coping, well, coping skills. And, exactly. you know, there's a whole slew of them. You know, you can never, you can never have enough. Yeah. Right? Yep. We're always learning. We can always learn new tools. So, so you've got me on this, another mantra. Um, so I like to say, <laughs> Hey, one mantra I'm per episode. People, we I'm talked about this. out here that I know we had, I had one mantra. It, that was, what is it? We had one mantra. That's all we need to do. One mantra, right? That's it. We're talking about <laughs> 17 of them. It's like, this is going to be a marathon episode. I can't help it. Hours. Well, again, because that's, how peop- <laughs> because that's how people are. Everything kind of, you know, feeds off of each other, is related to each other. But, so I like to say, we don't have a crystal ball. But what we can have is a toolbox full of coping skills to take with us wherever we go, Right? That is where you get your sense of control, mastery over the world, and confidence. It's being able to walk into a new situation and say, no, I can't predict everything that's going to happen. No, I can't predict what's going to happen a month from now. But I do know that I have the coping skills to get through it. Yes. And that's powerful. Exactly. And that's what I mean by learning how to cope with emotions. So, um, so when we, when we going back to this whole employer employee thing, when we focus on specific solutions, right? Like employer versus employee. One of the other things that we end up doing is we end up creating a power struggle. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. So you will, Inherently, then you you already created a problem because now it's an us versus them kind of thing. Right, right. right. Yeah. Um, you may not be old enough, but <clears throat> I grew up in the seventies, and there was a big pop star. Her name was Helen Reddy, and she had this song. It was called "You and Me Against the World," and that's the way. When I do like team building or, or family, you know, um, conferences, those sorts of things, right? Family problem solving. That's the way I pose it to people. It's like, put the, externalize the problem. The problem is not between you. It's out there and you are going to work together to solve it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in a a later podcast, we can talk about parenting, but 
this is a big trap that parents fall into is power struggles instead mm-hmm. of align, aligning with their children. Yes. So, and, <clears throat> you know, and I could explain, I could give you techniques about how to do that, how to avoid power struggles, how to, um, you know, work as a team, you know, and align yourself to find ways of aligning yourself with each other together. But, you know, that, that would be a whole nother thing. Let's see how much time we have left. Right. Um, okay. Because, um, the, the last one is when we, when we pose it presented in terms of me versus you is we limit creativity. We limit, if we limit creativity, we miss out on certain solutions. How walk me through that because that is new. Thinking outside the box. Yeah. So like, so like the me versus you thing causes people to think inside of a box. Well, no, because remember we're talking about there's sort of a, a domino effect here, right? Right. People get fixated on solutions, right? Um, Then, um, they don't address the underlying need because they're focused on solutions. Mm-hmm. They end up being in a power struggle because they're focusing on solutions. And then they, they um, shut down the conversation about other possible ways of solving the problem. Okay. So they're like cutting off. Well, really, I mean, cause I'm a techie, right? It's like, you're, you're cutting off channels of data. If you're not willing to take in information that's like, oh, I'm going to disagree with this. I'm not going to listen. Well, that's data. So like, even if you disagree with it, listen to it because there might be some nuggets of information that you can use, right? Right. But yeah, just like actively and, and that's clipping the it off. point, if I may, just to comment on that. Yeah. That's why I say I'm very pragmatic. Um, you know, this work is very practical. This is practical, right? Because like you said, you get information that helps you to solve a problem, right? Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you want that? Yep. Wouldn't you want to have all the information before you try to solve a problem? So, you know, doing this stuff is just, it just makes sense. It's just practical. And like you said, we have that ability within us. We have the gift to do that. Um, So, yeah. And, you know, again, I'm sure we all have personal experience, right. Of when we had somebody supervisor, right. Or maybe even a spouse Mm -hmm. who made up their mind. They wanted to do it one way. Right. And even though you saw that that one way was not going to fix the problem and that you recognize that there are other solutions that would be better, right? Mm-hmm. All of that gets shut down, right? By that, by that supervisor or that spouse, right? Yes. That's, that's, that's what you're doing to yourself, right? Every time you approach a problem as a, it's about them or me, us or, right. Us or right. us versus them, right. Or me versus you. Yeah. So, so, so what do you do instead? Right. 
this is what I call you versus you. And it's a little bit of a misnomer because it's not really about versus. It's really about and. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Ooh. Yes. I like that. You yeah. and you. Yes. Right. And um, uh, this is why I told you it's more complicated than you think. Okay. So, um, chocolate or vanilla ice cream? That's easy. Most things in life we have mixed feelings about, right? Right. Right. Expect it. Why? Because human beings are complicated. We have more than one need at a time, right? Mm-hmm. Right? We're not just a dad. We're not just a coworker. We're not just a friend, right? Um, and, and you know, right? We all know that if we ignore one of those needs, we're not happy, right? The only way to achieve well being is to find balance between all of those different roles that we play, right? Yeah. Okay. That's what feelings are for. Feelings help you tap into the need. Once you problem solve, how do I get this need met? That's how you achieve balance. And so when people talk about staying home, working remotely, <clears throat> it, it's really about, okay, what needs is working remotely serving for you? What needs is it not serving for you, right? Mm-hmm. What do you get out of it? Because if you don't understand what you get out of it, then you can't solve it. And you can't consider other options. Is it really about remote learning or maybe it's about something else? Maybe Maybe it's just about, uh, you know, I don't know, going into the office, but maybe, you know, scattering, you know, time, you know, time frames when people come in and out. I mean, whatever. The point is that um, you have to start with that. And so people will come to me and they will have this big, complicated problem. This is going on and that's going on. I don't know how to do this and I don't and I'm worried about this and blah, 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 you know. And I'm like, okay, I'm like, got this, got this. Because it all starts with, what are you feeling? What do you, what do you want, right? Mm-hmm. And what do you don't want, right? So, so to, to give you an example, um, I, have, I had a patient a couple of weeks ago that, um, was in this very dilemma. And what was interesting about it is she worked in this agency where I guess I don't quite understand if there's two departments, but there were two different supervisors. And one supervisor said, you can do what you want. If you want to stay home full-time, you can do that. If you want to come in full-time, you can do that. The other supervisor, same department, agency, whatever, said, I want to do hybrid. You have to come in a couple of days a month, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. So, well, you can imagine, or maybe you can't, what an uproar this created. Because first of all, it's like, well, why are they getting, you know, a choice and we're not, right? Mm -hmm. And well, now I've gotten used to this. 
and I'm a happier person, right? So unless you have some compelling reason why I should go back into the office, why would you make me go back into the office when it's detrimental to me, right? Right. Um, in other words, you don't care about my mental health and my well-being in my life, right? So you got to give me some good reasons for it. And like I said earlier, the research is pretty consistent and strong that working from home really works. It does. Um, and a lot of it has to do with control. And, 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 you know, I can understand this. You know, we're not used to this. So, you know, I'm your boss, Fritz. How do I know if I don't see you in the office? How do I know that you're really spending all your time working? and not goofing off or whatever, right? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's sort of the mindset, right? But again, it's not about me versus you. The way to solve this problem is all inside of you. Mm -hmm. so, so anyway, her biggest concern was getting sick, mm -hmm. right? Um, and, and this is the interesting thing because I actually had COVID. And one of the positive side effects of it was that I get to stop, like holding my breath. Is it going to happen? What's it going to happen? Right? There's almost this sense of relief. Okay, yeah. I got it already. Right? Yeah. That doesn't mean I ignore. I mean, I still got my my two shots, my booster. Um. But but there's you know you can imagine for people who have come this far, maybe you're one of them, who have managed to not get COVID yet. And they know that one of the main reasons they haven't gotten COVID is because they've been working at home, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. That sets up a lot of anxiety. It does. Right? It does. So, you know, go ahead. I was gonna say there, something that you said before really, really, really stood out. Just and, one thing? Well, just yeah, one just thing? one thing. Just one, I'm trying to keep it simple. Wow. I know this is complicated, well, right? Fits. Boom, okay. Fritz. So, wow. <laughs> the, um, you know, thinking about the needs that we have, right? So, you mentioned being a parent, being a worker, being a provider, being this, being this. And it strikes me, li literally, and this is not scripted, okay? This literally strikes me that the reason why people are pushing for this a lot is because there is some unfulfilled role. They're not able to fulfill one or more of those roles as much as they'd like to. They're at work all the time. They have to work eight plus hours and drive an hour one way to and from. So it's like, I'm away from my, I'm, a, I'm away from my family for 12 hours a day, not fulfilling my role as a parent, not fulfilling my role as a homemaker, not fulfilling, you know, right. And that and just all of this just holes. validates what I'm saying. Yes. Right. Yes. About balance. And, and so the, the irony is the irony is that mental health folks knew this all along. Mm -hmm. I mean, right. Yeah. You, you told us, we could have told you, right. We told you so. so well, you know, I'm not so going to say I told you so. It but, yeah. took a pandemic 
for people to realize that their life is out of balance, but they have some control over it and they don't have to put up with this. Yeah. Right. And you can work smarter, not harder. Yeah. Hey, we got here as fast as we could, Elaine. Uh, You know, (laughs) Fritz, right. Okay. And we're right on time. Because, because I understand human behavior, I don't hold it against you, but <laughs> it, it is frustrating because we are trying to help, right? Yeah. So, you know, it's like, yeah, it's like, I, we could have told you so, Yeah. right? But and, you I'm, didn't. and I'm glad, but you didn't because glad you know, that people are realizing yeah, it. But. Yeah, but you didn't tell us so because you know it's not in your control and it's like, well, they'll it, figure well, it out, exactly. I guess. And, uh, and contrary you know. to popular belief, good therapists don't do that anyway, right? I mean, yeah. we don't give advice because it doesn't work, right? Yeah. If I if I said to, you know, people, you know, like all these people now who, who are working uh, remotely now and want to stay working, if I had told them two years ago, you know, you can work remotely and and you can you know, have a much more balanced life and yada, 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 yada. You think they're going to go, uh, going to go, well, thank you, Elaine. I am going to take care of that. I'm going to address that right away. I'm going to do that. Yeah. Golly gee. They're going to see right? all of the problems, <laughs> all of the obstacles. Right. Yeah. And that is why another sort of, uh, just getting off on another tangent, but, but that is why psychology needs to be part of the um, mainstream conversation needs to be part of the public conversation because psychology would have told you, you know, this can be done, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, we need to start looking at problems from a psychological perspective. Where does that sound familiar? I don't know, um, from your work. What does it sound familiar about, about current events from a psychological perspective? I, yeah, that kind of rings a bell with me. Isn't that like a tagline from a, a radio show or something like that? A podcast, actually. Maybe. Podcast, right. Social problems or current events from a psychological perspective. Yes. We need to incorporate the perspective of psychology in, in solving problems, just like we do medicine and law and um politics and Mm -hmm. um, uh, national security you know all the above right okay yeah oh oh you know what you know what you're talking about i don't know Mm -hmm. if this is like another mantra but yeah you're really talking about cross-pollination but as it relates to work you know the reason why so many like why doesn't change happen faster well because everybody's in their silo you know our minds are tuned to be like hey i'm just gonna stay in my lane and i'm only gonna think about the stuff that i'm comfortable with that i that i'm established in because risk is scary and and scary causes fear and fear is bad that's bad emotion and it's more than that yeah you know and and what i'm trying to get across to people is it's complicated do you hear how complicated this is Yes. You think you're going to solve this on your own? Yes, of course, because I'm it, no, I'm not. <laughs> right? No. And and what I tell what I tell my patients all the time is I say give yourself some credit. If it were easy, you would have figured it out by now. Yes. But you but people are much more complicated, right? Than you think. Okay. So, 
so anyway, so we started and if I may, okay, so one of the downsides of, you know, doing this for the first time is I did not track when we started the time. Oh, and I've been trying to figure out a way to, so we I don't, so, know, how okay. much, well, you're I don't asking, know how much time we have left. We've got about five minutes. We got about five. Are minutes. you serious? I'm serious. We made it. We made it to the end. I'm like, man, she's on, on task. Like she must have a clock right in front of you. You didn't do that on purpose. You didn't plan. You were looking at paper this whole time. No, I wasn't looking at paper. You're over here. I think you're hustling me, Elaine. You're like, I've never done podcasts before. I don't know how. You did perfect. No, I've just <laughs> talked about this stuff for nine, 29 years, right? But you're good at it. You're good at measuring it. So yeah, we've only we've got oh like five my god, this, this is what I find so frustrating about podcasts, though, is there you're always left with more that you need to say and want to say. You know, I yeah. and, and as a and as a, as a clinician. I hate le ending a session without like a little bow, like what's the takeaway for today? What's the little nugget that I can give you to help improve your life? Right? Right. And so we've kind of talked all over the place. And, and so I guess, you know, the, it comes back to the you versus you thing, right? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I can tell you what my big takeaway is, really. Is, I wanted to go into yeah. some examples of yeah. like, with this patient, but you know we don't have time. It sounds like unless you want to <sighs> cut and paste. No, I I can. I mean, I can cut and paste and stuff. We can probably figure that out. But I mean, the biggest thing I figured out was just emotions being a tool. And I mean, we tell our girls this all the time. You know. Pain is just information. You know, you shouldn't be afraid of being like, oh my goodness, I'm going to get hurt or something like get a paper cut or something. It's like, it's just information, but emotions are just information too. And they serve a purpose. And the ones that we think are bad, aren't actually bad. Like get them away. They're bad. They're causing pain. It's like, no, they're providing you information. Right. It's uncomfortable. Right. We've told ourselves that it's supposed to be, but that's, right. that's big. I learned that from you today. Seriously. I'm not just saying that for the sake of being on the show. One of the things that, I say um, in closing, if you, if you want to consider the alternative, right, is violence, bigotry, greed, corruption. Those are quote unquote solutions to people that don't have insight and don't have problem solving skills. Yes. They've right. externalized it and they're like, I'm going to solve that problem by making it go away. And it's like, well, it, it's again, it's super complicated. Yes. <laughs> but the point is that that the problem is not the underlying emotion. Um, the problem is how they're coping with their emotions. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, racism is a solution. It's not an emotion. Right. Bigotry is a quote unquote solution, not an emotion. It's just a wrong solution. Right. Right. But, you know, if I need money, I could rob a bank. That's a solution, but it's a wrong solution. Right. So we have to start with what's the problem and then help people to try to come up with solutions that they can agree on. Right. Mm 
Um, and, and not necessarily mean that I'm going to get all that I want and you're going to get all that you want. Yeah. Um, but that's what's going on today is we have this us versus them mentality, right? Because everybody's focused on, you know, what the other person's not doing or what they are doing instead of looking inward and asking yourself, okay, I'm angry. I'm frustrated. I'm scared, I feel helpless, hopeless, right? See, that yeah. takes insight. That takes insight. It does, and it's hard. But, 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 you know, labeling the feeling, number one. Then two, asking yourself, where is this coming from, right? I mean, I think we all know that racism is, we're not born racist, right? Right. So where, what is the underlying feeling that's motivating this person to act out their anger in this way, right? It's a way of acting out hopelessness, helplessness, um, you know, uh, you know, uh, those are, I think, a feeling of not belonging, right? Feelings of inadequacy. I mean, if you if you talk to former like, uh, um, you know, uh, uh, white, uh, you know, like neo Nazis, people who used to be in this room, that's what they'll tell you. This is about belonging. This wasn't about ideology, mm-hmm. right? So, in other in other words, right? Um, so, if you acknowledge the feeling, label the feeling, tell, ask yourself, where is this coming from? And then what is in my control, right? If we would all do that, instead of focusing on what the other person's doing, this country would be so much better off. Yes, it would. It seems like an uphill battle, but I mean, I'm leaving the conversation today with really a high level of encouragement because even though it is complicated, it is doable. It's not exactly. like oh, it's impossible. We're just beating our heads, right? It's like, no, it's like, obviously something's not being talked about. This is the kind of stuff that's not being talked about. People exactly. Yeah. Thank you, Fritz. Exactly. That's exactly yep. what I was thinking is it's doable if you let us help you. But yes. if you don't listen to us, if you don't give us an opportunity to share in the information and knowledge. Yeah. And we well, this hopefully this podcast is going to be one of those ways. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks for listening to this episode of It's More Complicated Than You Think, Office versus Remote Work. To sum up, this dilemma isn't about you versus your employer. It's about you versus you. People get stuck because they get fixated on solutions before identifying the problem. Ask yourself, what's most important to me? family, health, financial security, productivity, social interaction, flexibility. Then ask yourself, what's in my control? Setting boundaries, asserting yourself, altering unrealistic expectations, remaining flexible, maintaining healthy practices, etc. Look for solutions that balance all of your needs. Our next episode is a surprise, so you'll just have to turn in, tune in to learn more. Take care.